0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to the Human-Animal Connection Show, where we believe we can communicate with all animals. Join us as we explore the 33 principles and healing methods of the Human-Animal Connection. As animal lovers, we know that you share our commitment to making the world a kinder place for all creatures. Together, let's embrace the transformative healing power of the human animal connection
1: hello hello welcome to the human animal connection i'm your host michael overly and with us today and every day is Jeannie joseph Jeannie, thank you so much for coming
2: so good to be here with you
1: well, I want to talk let's talk about let's see what can we talk about. We, today dogs. we're talking about yeah,
2: dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's what dogs can teach humans about being good. That's our subject today.
1: <laughs> One of my favorite subjects. Let's yeah. yeah, yeah, let's let's get into that. So, if I was being a good dog, what would you say to me?
2: good doggie <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny because my partner actually uses that on me. so um, yes yeah. she's, she's smart boy. she's
2: smart to use it on you because it's very yeah. effective you know giving people po- genuine obviously no one likes it when it's fake but genuine love and appreciation is such a healthy thing and we don't get a lot of that going around in this world you know there's not much much of that you don't People don't tell you how good you're doing too often, you know, (laughs) or how good you are, not even how good you're doing, but how good you are. And, you know, this is one of the things that it's wonderful to have dogs and other animals are in life because we... We say things like, Oh, you're such a good doggy, or who's a good doggy? <laughs> you know? And what's funny about that is that is not only is it good for the dog when you say that, but it's good for us too. You know, just to be in the feeling in the energy of goodness is very therapeutic for
1: everyone involved. That's a massive point. Just the the way we speak and the inflection in and how you get that information across to the other, right? Yeah. Oh, good dog. You know, no, it's, it's, oh, good dog. That makes everybody feel better.
2: I know. I know Some sometimes for men, it's not easy to get that little baby doggy voice, but science shows that dogs really appreciate that, that it's, it puts them into their, you know, it's like maybe what the mother sounded like to them, you know, so it's, it's a soothing thing to do. And I know not all men are comfortable doing it, but they can do it however they feel it. I think what's most important is the, the mood or the intention. You know, even if you can't do the silly baby voice like I do, <laughs> you know, you could still say it with sweetness, right? Like, let me hear you say good doggy. Let me hear you do it, Michael.
1: <laughs> yeah, Oh, it's a good doggy.
2: Yeah. I mean, I love it. When you, <laughs> even when you say it, it's not directed yeah. at me, but it felt good to hear it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that, right? I'm, I've done my own work, and uh, I don't really care so much what other people think. If I'm enjoying yeah. myself, I'm going to enjoy it myself, and I'll express that.
2: Right. And have you noticed that when you do that with your dogs, that they respond, that it changes their their tail wags and they just get a little happier? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. I say to my students in class, so what gets your tail wagging? You know, like what is it that would make your tail wag if you heard it or felt it or did it? You <laughs> know, It's a really good thing to think about because it's like thinking about your goodness escrow account. What are the things that like just make you feel good just thinking about them or just doing them? You know, like I had this thing about raspberries. I used to live in Hawaii and raspberries were very expensive in Hawaii. <laughs> and my ex, now you know why he's my ex, didn't want us to spend money on raspberries. So they were like, became like this, you know, thing of obsessively interested in raspberries because we couldn't have them very often because they're too expensive but you know just thinking about raspberries makes me feel good so it's just a little thing but I like the way they look I like the way they taste I like the way they feel on my fingers and my mouth it's just raspberries to me are happy things <laughs> and it's, it's really good to have you know kind of a a little um, like a little file in your mind of things that are good that you can just go to and just get a little lift you know, a goodness lift. And that's the thing about dogs. They're always like looking for the good, you know, well, where's the fun? Who's the new person? What's the new smell? What's the new thing? What's the new toy? You know, they're they're oriented towards good. And so, they spend most of their life feeling good if they haven't been in bad situations. You know, if they're in a loving home, then then they're going to be oriented towards good. And as humans, I think we can learn a lot from them.
1: Oh, yeah. No, uh, no challenge there. Yeah. Um, I was thinking as you were talking about the raspberries, like, since I was a little kid, it was ice cream. Oh, because we didn't have it all the time, right? So it was right. a very special thing. And it yeah. was when when we went out for ice cream, it, everybody was in a good mood.
2: Yeah,
1: right. Wh- why wouldn't I want to hold on to that feeling and that memory and bring it bring it up when I need it? Exactly. You know, we can, we can resource that. We do
2: that all the time with memories. We're doing it with bad ones. Why not do it with good ones? You know, because we really can shift our state of mind by how we direct our thoughts, you know, where we put our focus. And focus is a really big principle in the human animal connection. We have a program called Canines Teach Compassion. And that's a program where we t- bring the therapy dogs into the high schools. And what we teach the kids is how to teach the dogs different skills that they need to become even better therapy dogs so the kids are learning how to train the dogs and one of the things that lesson day one they learn about how to get the dog to focus which you know probably people listening know but we put the treat right you know, between our eyes at the top of our, right at our forehead, we we hold it there. And the instant the dog looks at us, we give them the treat. And it takes about three tri- tries and they figure this out that if they look at you, they get the treat. And then what we do is we extend it. So they have to look at us just a little longer, like maybe a whole second and then two seconds and then three seconds. So it's never going to be a long time. It's not like holding it for five minutes or anything, but it is about extending it. And when we also bring our our arm down really slowly because this helps uh, the dog get into a slower rhythm and building anticipation, which is the opposite of fear. So if you've got a dog that's feeling a little bit of fear, like a dog that's been traumatized in a shelter or some different situations, getting them to do this slow focus is a good way to get their brain um, more fluid, more mobile and not frozen. And then when we teach the kids is that focus is really important for themselves too. What they focus on, they're going to get more of. If they focus on what makes them anxious, they're going to get more anxiety. And if they they focus on their version of raspberries, they're going to feel happy. (laughs) So we teach them that. And this is really interesting because I volunteer at the shelters and work with thousands of dogs. And sometimes you'll see... The dogs that are really shy they're scared we call them pancake dogs because they're like right on the ground you know they they're too scared when people walk by the kennels to go and greet them or look at them they're just cowering in the back and people don't want to scare them so they just walk on by and i noticed this this was really a problem that the scared dogs were just not getting it just is like a self-repeating vicious cycle because they don't get the attention so and I would ask people, well, we've got 500 dogs in our shelter right now. I'd say, someone who's adopting, I'd say, well, why'd you pick that one? You know, what about the other 4.99?" You <laughs> know, And it's like they say often, every time. It's the way he looked at me. I just couldn't leave him there. You know, and I realized, okay, so after we teach them sit, we've got to teach them focus. Because dogs that can make eye contact in the shelter are going home that much faster. So focus is a really, really important skill. And, you know, when when you're out on a walk and, you know, you see something that maybe is a trigger for the dog and you just get them to sit and look at you and give you a focus, you know, cue and give them a treat, they can, you know, learn how to handle these different situations and not get so stressed. So, yeah, that's a little bit about this goodness principle. And so we really encourage people to to say, like you would say, you know, I say to Sophia, who's my good doggie? You know, I say that, and I just want to feel it for myself, you know, like good genie, you know, I feel that same sensation of goodness for myself. And that can be like a mantra. I mean, you don't have to say it out loud if you're embarrassed, but you could, you know, just that feeling of good genie or Good Michael, you know, good Michael, like your girlfriend does. <laughs> you know? yeah. She's got you well trained. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: she does, right?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's how you get. That's how you get men to behave is you give them approval for doing something good. That's how you get a dog to behave. <laughs> give them a, a treat for doing some what you want. It's because it's a communication that teaches them what they want from us, and then, then they can produce it for us, and they feel good, and we feel good. Yeah, I uh,
1: I'll admit to all of that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, it's true, right? So, yeah. how do we how do we bring something like this into our other relationships? Yeah, um, how we communicate with people, how we see other people, even when they can't see themselves that way. Yeah, that's fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we're training each other all the time. It's just we're usually doing it unconsciously, and so sometimes we're training in bad behavior. You know, it's like, oh, I knew you'd say that. You know, well, that's you know, it perpetuates that pattern. And so, since we're training each other anyway, we might as well train for good. Train for the goodness.
1: I love it. I love that.
2: The sense of goodness, right? The sense of goodness, you know, it's really a sensation. Like if you think about, I say to people, make your goodness list of things that reliably when you think about them. They'll work. Like, I don't want to always just rely on raspberry. So it might be my dog or, or, you know, or, or the sunset or any of the things that just give me that feeling of goodness inside. You know, it, it's just, we have to be able to generate our own experience. You can't, you know, the world is too unpredictable, right? So we have to be able to have these things that we can draw upon. So whether it's the memory of being with the donkey or, or what it is that can get me back in that feeling of the goodness of life and when i say goodness i don't i'm not talking like in a moral sense like good and bad like you know morally speaking i'm talking about the pure sensation of good you know what feels good how does good feel in the body what does good do to your breathing you know good goodness is something that is like in our in our can affect our whole beingness, our immune system, our digestive system, our stress levels, our, homer, our homer hormones, you know, all the stress response. So good and bad hormones can be affected by the thoughts and the words that we choose
1: and the energy that we choose to experience. Absolutely. I was teaching a workshop earlier today, and there was ah. a woman who we were doing, I was teaching some self-hypnosis techniques. And afterwards, she said, yeah, it was coming back out. And my cat was there. Oh. Uh-huh. And, uh, and she, isn't that strange? I said, absolutely not. Yeah. I said, energetically, even if it's just a trigger from a memory, that cat is there for you, right? I said, you love that cat, don't you? She's like, yeah. I'm like, well, there you go. He yeah. showed up for you again. Yeah. 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 Well, good and love are our partners,
2: you know. It, and But sometimes love, is like the word is so loaded with baggage and has so many concepts around it. Uh, I find it really useful to just go to the – pure experience of goodness which leads you to love because what you know we love things that are good and we things that are good we love so it creates a nice little feedback Mm -hmm. loop but it's for a lot of people it's an easier entry if i said oh michael you should love everyone you know well that's true but it's tall order (laughs)
1: you know it is but if i say
2: if i say you know think of something that makes you feel good so what gets your tail wagging michael
1: my dog um my my partner the yeah. mountains, you know. Yeah, yeah.
2: Exactly. Just having having those different things. And and some you want to have a, a several because one some some days like the raspberries don't work. It's like I need more than raspberries, you know. I don't want to go to the donkey or a memory of communicating with a horse or something that really just reminds me of the innate goodness of life. And that's what we're after. And I think, you know, that's one of the ways that dogs really teach us how to live a better life is that they are just seeking the good, you know, what's the next good scent, you know, what smells good over here, you know, it's just fun to go be oriented towards goodness instead of being oriented towards all the things that aren't working and plenty of things that aren't working and plenty of people that aren't behaving in good ways, you know, and and it's not to deny that because that's real, but it's like, where are we going to put our focus? How are we going to direct our focus? And for high school students, that's really critical, you know, to learn how to direct their own brain and to be able to focus on what is good instead of what drains energy, what loses energy.
1: Yeah. I think that's fantastic. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Teaching others to be able to have these other skills, be able to think for themselves and do something different than just react.
2: Right. Exactly. You know, and it, it's tempting. We all are tempted to react if somebody does something bad. We want to react in a bad way, but we still do have a choice, and maybe we can't use that. You know, or maybe we're not willing to use that choice every time, but we can use it sometimes. You know, and and sometimes that way. That person is not controlling the focus of our brain. If we are choosing where we want to put our attention, if we want to put it on good, what's good, what we can control in our lives, you know, what the good things in life, then they'd have less power over us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Love that. Love that. Hey, uh, I want to take a quick break. Sure. Let's let's come back in just a few minutes and uh, we'll convene here.
0: Hey, friends. If you like what you're hearing and want to learn more... Check out Dr. Joseph's book, The Human-Animal Connection, Deepening Relationships with Animals and Ourselves. Or visit the website, thehumananimalconnection.org to book an online consultation. Thank you for loving animals. Now back to the show.
1: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com There's something that you mentioned to me about getting to good. How do we, how do we get to good? Can you explain that further? Yeah, that's, thank you for asking that because it's, I think some people think that you have
2: to get to good. And what I'm suggesting is that you are good and you need to, put more energy into it. You need to invest into your goodness. So I'm going to say that we are good, just like all dogs are good dogs. You know, all people have the potential to live from goodness. They don't all choose that. And that's, that's real. But the fact is, is that we have an innate goodness. It's not something that we have to become better and then we can become good. We are good. We just need to choose to put our identity around the parts of ourselves that are good. And if there are parts of ourselves that we don't like or we're ashamed of, we, you know, we need to change. Well, okay, so let's get to work. We need to make some changes. But the fact is, is that there is goodness fundamentally. And that's what's so wonderful about being with dogs is that they see our goodness. They feel our essence. You know, when I bring a dog into a classroom and you've got a child who's like not talking and not engaged with anyone and has no friends. And this dog, we had this one dog, this boy, he was kind of he was a freshman. He was maybe 13, but he looked a lot younger. I don't know if he skipped a grade or whatever, but he clearly didn't fit in with the high school, you know, and very shy, didn't talk at all. And this, we had this one dog, who was a bull Mastiff. So 130 pounds. And this boy was probably about 80 pounds, if that, right. And therapy dogs are not allowed to lick. That's not part of their job. So they don't, you know, they're not allowed. But this dog, this bull Mastiff, her name was Shadow she took one look at this boy with his little hoodie and his little red cap, and she just went over and licked him. And then she licked him, and then she licked him, and then she licked him. You know, like she just, you know, and he was giggling, and everybody was giggling because he had, you know, the dog had said hello to everyone, but picked this one boy as, this is like my person. And she just licked him out of his isolation. And he started, after that, he started talking. You couldn't shut him up after that. He he became very talkative. And it, it was just this dog that saw his you know, his goodness, his essence. And that's what dogs can do for us is they reflect back our goodness. Like even if we've had a crappy day, you know, they they still see us. They're so excited when we walk through that door, no matter what we did on that day, we got our work done or not. They're, they're just so happy to see us. And that's how dogs can teach us how to be more connected to our own innate goodness.
1: I love that. Uh, there's a, a friend of mine, a woman I know who was going for, through a really hard time this is a number of years ago. And she she came home one day and you know, marriage was falling apart, all these things going on. She walked in the door at her home and there's her dog. And it was boing, boing, boing. And she's like, huh. So she closed the door, opened the door. Dog does it again, closed the door. She did this repeatedly. And it like, broke her out of this funk because she realized mm-hmm. that even if her ex didn't see her some a certain way, Right, her dog saw through all her stuff, through all her stories and all her crap, right. and no matter what, was just happy to see her.
2: Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, it's like the, you know, if, if relationships, if we greeted each other that way, I think more rela- marriages would last longer <laughs> if, we, if yeah. we had that kind of enthusiasm. Oh, my God, you're home. I'm so happy. I love you. You're perfect. I love you. You're <sighs> good, 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 good. <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that. I mean, how true is that, right? Because we, we don't feel available. We don't feel safe, um, whatever it is. Yeah, and, and we've talked about being safe and connected. You know that what that human-animal connection gives us. Do you want to expand on that a little bit?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in the human-animal connection, our philosophy, we have 33 principles and one of our principles is that all dogs are good dogs. Now, that doesn't mean that all behavior is good behavior in terms of, from our point of view, like something the dog is doing that we don't want. So, we do have the option of, of trying to intervene and change behavior, but fundamentally we need to understand that if a dog is misbehaving, there's some something that they want that they're not getting. There's some way in which they're not feeling safe or they're not feeling connected. So if we realize that all behavior is an attempt to feel safe and connected, it takes the judgment out of it. You know what I mean? It's no longer about good dog or bad dog, but it's about, okay, so how am I missing my dog's cues? How am I not paying attention to when he wants attention and just ignoring him? How am I missing the cue that he wants to go out or that he needs something or whatever it is? You know, we can become better at um, recognizing what is the need. Is it a need to feel safe? Is it a need to feel connected? Is it a need for space? I mean, that's a real need, too, right? Sometimes people who are, you know, overly petting their dog and the dog is like, "Ah, I've had enough, (laughs) especially a cat. You don't want to over pet a cat because you know what happens then? (laughs) You're going to get you know, bit or scratched if you try to, because a cat literally like is, they absorb the energy of humans. Well, all animals do, but one of the things with cats is that they can, they love it when they love it. And when they're done, they're done. They've had enough. And if you as a human are not paying attention to that signal system, the next thing that happens isn't going to be so fun. So it's really about paying attention and being connected to In human-animal connection, we believe that animals have opinions. So we're always trying to pay attention to see what is my animal saying to me right now? Because we say that animals are communicating all the time. It's just that humans don't know necessarily how to interpret that. And that's what we hope we can help people change when they, if they read our book, The Human-Animal Connection, they can learn these principles and they we have a workbook in the book and they can practice it so they can learn these for themselves. But it, it really starts, you have to start from neutral, um, that sense of goodness in the dog. If you think this is a bad dog, you're going to get bad behavior because it just becomes like this cycle of expecting bad behavior and the dog delivering bad behavior. But if you're expecting good behavior and the dog understands what you're asking for, you're going to get more good behavior in
1: return. If we don't know how to communicate, we need to learn the language. Right. Right. So I wouldn't move to Germany and expect everyone there to speak English. Right. Or Spain or Russia or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. If I moved into a relationship in with someone else who didn't speak my language, we'd have to learn how to communicate. But okay. a lot of times the humans go, Oh, well, me, mighty human, dog must do this thing. Right. right? Yeah. Right.
2: One of the things that dogs will do is they'll look at where their what has their attention, where their mind is. So like if the dog is looking at something, that's where their mind is. And that's okay. But if you need to change that, all you need to do is focus and get them to turn their attention back to you. And you can break that without it any punishment or a bad dog or being scared yourself. Oh, my God, there's a dog down the street. Oh, no, oh no. You know, if we get into that energy, they pick that up. But if we just think about redirecting their focus back to us, back to what's good, back to what's safe, back to our connection, then that interaction can go much more smoothly.
1: Yeah, I love it. I mean, we all need to be redirected sometimes, right? Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> so. I know I do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask you um, about your good doggy practice.
2: Yes. So that's where we encourage people, first of all, to have a sense of what are, you know, five or so, five or ten things that they definitely feel good about and to think about those things. But also to say to themselves, you know, I'm a good person. I'm a good person good genie, you know, use your name the same way you would talk to your dog. You have no problem saying to you, you know, Sophia, who's my good doggy? no problem saying that a hundred times a day, (laughs) saying it to myself. That's, you know, that takes a little bit more (laughs) willingness to be in my goodness, but sometimes it really helps. So, if somebody gives me, you know, some attitude or they give me some judgment or, you know, some energy vampires out there trying to like ruin your day. And I just need to refocus back on my sense of goodness. And that gives me more grit, more resilience to then deal with whatever, you know, whatever is coming at me, you know, whatever
1: issue. We all need something to help bring us back, right? We do. Uh, we, 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 do. Tell, we tell ourselves so many stories that we oh, get yeah. caught up in, and it may have been something from childhood. It could have been something from last week, but we hold on to it. We have this emotional charge around it. So yeah. It's, it's important to bring ourselves back.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, yeah. I particularly, I don't really, I don't like being criticized. You know, I, I real, I can spend. If somebody says one little negative thing, I can go do a presentation, and ten people say, you know, we had this one woman who came to our donkey workshop, and she said, "This is the best workshop I've ever done in my entire life," and she's in her sixties, right? So that was a very sweet compliment. But I'll remember the one thing that somebody said that's a little negative, you know, and I have to teach myself, you know, not to give away my power to that feeling of badness when I could feel good. So it's a choice for us as humans. And dogs, I think, are naturally wired towards goodness. They want to feel good. They want to give good. They want to receive your sense of them as good. This is it's like a cycle or a circle of goodness that just goes around when we choose to put our attention there.
1: Yeah, love that. for
2: For us, it's a conscious choice. You know, a dog is just wired for good. They just want to have fun, be happy, be loved, give love, play, eat sleep poop (laughs) you know it's like it's a it's a happy world you know they because they are just looking. where's the next good thing where's the next good taste who's the next good person who's going to pet me you know i took sophia to the hospital today you know it's just like who's the next person who could possibly have a treat because you know she was a wild feral dog when i first got her and i rescued her from a shelter or she rescued me actually she was she uh uh, she was in this huge cone and the worker was dragging her and she saw me and she leapt from the ground up to my chest, just assuming I would catch her, which I did. <laughs> but I mean, the absolute trust, right? I, total stranger. I had never seen her before. So she decided I was her person. <laughs> I forgot why I was telling you that story, but it, it's somehow related.
1: <laughs> it always relates. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's that general sense of well being and goodness yeah. That they exude at all times, and yeah, I mean when I felt constantly this, showing us that,
2: yeah, when I felt this dog leap into my chest, I mean it was funny because I had just moved to Tucson, I didn't have an apartment yet, I was staying with friends, you know, they were letting me renting a room in their house, and they had only one rule, they said no animals, So that was their one rule, and so I didn't have a house, and this here's this dog leaping into my chest, so I had to figure out how to get an apartment so I could take this dog home, yeah. So, yeah, that's sweet. I mean, just think about that story. It's so sweet. You know, she just sensed that I was some pocket of good for her in this kind of scary world of being dragged. She had been through three different shelters at this point, you know, and she was a feral wild dog. Now she's a sweet therapy dog. But at that time, she could feel there's some good over here. And she leapt for it. And I I accepted. I grabbed her. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, she saw you. She goes, oh, there you are. I've been waiting for you
2: yeah really yeah. Yeah, really and I had at that point, I had been through you know thirty dogs that I had been working with and the when I just got here mo- just moving 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 to Tucson. I had been volunteering at the shelter here, and I had worked with a lot of dogs, and a lot of them were cute, but none of them did that. They didn't leap into my chest. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: and she saw you coming. She saw me.
2: she said, awesome. Here's some
1: good Wait, yeah, right. Well, anything else that you want to um, add to what we've discussed?
2: Well, if people would like to read more and learn more about the system, because it is kind of a method, it's a method, 33 principles, and the book, The Human-Animal Connection is available on Amazon and people can read that and follow along with the workbook if they want to practice some of this, if they want to learn how to communicate with their animal, Um, all animals are interested in communicating with us if we learn how to open the channel where they are and then we can you know really have really beautiful conversations back and forth so i hope people will be inspired to read our our book the human animal connection or to go to our website and get our free newsletter and that will tell you when we're having classes and when we're releasing new shows and so on so it's been really fun being with you here today michael
1: Yay! Thank you so much. Love what you're doing,
0: and I'm so excited to keep doing this and being on this journey with you. Thank you for tuning in to the Human Animal Connection Show. Please visit our website, thehumananimalconnection.org. There you can sign up for our free email newsletter, book a consultation, or check out our blogs and resources. Our best-selling book, The Human Animal Connection, is available on Amazon, and your donation of any amount Keeps our nonprofit organization providing life changing services. You can reach Michael Overly, author of Let Your Dog Lead Musings on How to Create an Exceptional Life, on his website at dogsandmen.com or email Michael at dogsandmen.com. Let's talk pets every
1: week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.